Hello and welcome to the podcast. And we're having a lot of good in-person podcasts for a firm. We've done this. This is the second one in a row. Very happy. So um, we have some great uh, folks here in the room to kick us off. We have, as usual, our co-host, Mr. Dan Featherly over here. Hey, Paul. How you doing? Doing good. And our special guest. All right. So from HUD OIG, uh, we have Dr. Tamika Edwards. How are you doing today? Doing very well. Thank you. All right. So this is kind of I'm calling this our award our award winner series because we uh, you won a scholarship from a firm which we'll get to later, but uh, so you know we wanted to bring you in to talk a little bit about what you do your day job. So uh, yeah, Dan, why don't you kick us off? Great, thanks, Paul. So Dr. Edwards, could you give us you know kind of an introduction of yourself, your background, what you do? Sure. Well, I am the chief risk officer at the Department of Housing Urban Development. Office of Inspector General, where I oversee strategy, performance, enterprise risk management, and change management. I also serve as the co-chair of the Council of the Inspector General of Integrity and Efficiency ERM Working Group. Um, I basically started my career in the financial services industry uh, right in the midst of the credit crisis uh, during that time frame. I later transitioned to TSA, Department of Homeland Security, Transportation Security Administration in 2009, where I supported and led many domestic and international initiatives and supported the establishment and implementation of TSA's Enterprise Risk Management Program. Awesome. Um, but after near, nearly nine years of service there, I transitioned to the Department of um, OIG, um, Department of Homeland Security o- OIG, as the Director of Policy, Strategy, and Risk. And that's where we were focused on implementing, you know, the updates to OMB Circular A123. And also uh, during the time where I started with a team of folks, uh, the SIGI ERM Working Group, consisting of 75 member OIGs. Wow, that's great. Could you give us some background on what the HUD OIG's ERM program is? Kind of walk us through where it was when you started, where it is now? Yeah, so when I started at HUD OIG, I was extremely pleased and proud of the significant time and efforts that was already invested into the program. There was significant amount of tone at the top related to managing risk at the enterprise and component level. That tone at, at the top was evident by our senior management and leaders. I started by conducting meet and greets with the senior leaders and key personnel within the organization. From there, I conducted an informal maturity assessment of the existing program activities and processes to determine where we were in terms of our maturity level. It sounds like you, you got buy-in. For sure. Okay. Um, definitely, definitely. I had to ensure that the Inspector General Ray Oliver Davis and my direct leadership, um, was bought, they were bought into the process, into the program, um, that I received their immediate support to allow me to forge ahead with these activities. Mm-hmm. But most certainly, you know, our goal was to achieve level four maturity. That's a repeatable process. So how do we go about getting to that point? And for me, it was about setting out a plan of action in implementing, um, setting out to, to accomplish those key activities that we identified. Now, were those uh, financial reporting focused, operation focused, or both? So, I mean, really, in terms of our risk register, we, you know, we tend to focus on strat- strategic operations, business operation reporting, and compliance, but the key 
focus areas, uh, from my point of view, was on people, process, governance, and technology. How was I going to go about implementing actions and activities as it relates to ERM within our organization following that? So this is for OIG only, yes. not for other, yeah, bigger for OIG, HUD. yes, mm-hmm. yes. I mean, I, I really feel like it's imperative that we model the change we hope to see in the agency. So if we're auditing, evaluating, investigating mm-hmm. our agencies, mm-hmm. what are we doing internally right. to take You want to be a good example, sure. Right. For sure, <laughs> for sure. So as I, you know, think about the governance and people, process, and technology, um, if you don't mind, I'd like to sh- sort of share yeah, some of those activities. Mm-hmm. So as it relates to governance, it was very important that we considered risk against the organization's strategic objectives and that we documented those standards. We conducted strategic risk analysis, which consisted of, you know, w- what are the risks to our strategic objectives? What mm-hmm. objectives, what are our risks from our strategic objectives and by the implementation of? We considered those risks identified in our current risk register just to make sure that we were being thoughtful about what could get in the way of us achieving our mission. Mm-hmm. But we we also thought that it was important to establish our governance structures. So we established an ERM policy. We created ERM working groups, um, which were made up of risk liaisons. And, you know, we took a look at our ERM framework to see if it covered everything, you know, with these VOCA times and everything changing. What are we doing to ensure that we have our structure and the way that we do business is in alignment with those current changes or those ever-evolving changes? Um, From a process perspective, we wanted to make sure that we documented our processes, Mm -hmm. that we had a process process for how we conducted our risk assessments, and we wanted to also make sure that we we provided our practitioners at the component levels with resources to help them implement, implement risk management um, within their component op- levels. But we also thought it was important to com- conduct or complete an independent assessment of our mm-hmm. ERM program, not just my informal opinion of it, but having someone from the outside come to take a look at our process. That's very OIG of you. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Independence. For sure, for sure. Um, And, you know, people is is a major element of the process. Mm -hmm. I mean, we can have ERM, you know, an immaculate or an effective ERM program, but if you don't have people to stand behind you or that that has the capability or the capacity to move the program forward, then, I mean, it really won't be as value-add or... You know, we're not going to be able to maximize value as much if we don't have people in- to include our stakeholders involved. So, mm-hmm. you know, to cultivate a risk management culture, it was imperative that the IG and senior leaders, like I said before, were brought into the process. Mm-hmm. With their support, we aim to embed risk management throughout the organization. We launched you know, blogs trivia we had a leaderboard (laughs) (laughs) on erm related topics and i want to hear one of those questions (laughs) (laughs) i was watching jeopardy last day for sure (laughs) for sure and you know staff have they tend to have a lot of fun around it we launched a formal mandatory risk management training for all staff and contractors so that was pretty cool um and and we are pushing to have this completed annually Mm -hmm. And we can make modifications as we, we go to further improve the training. Um, but we, 
we wanted to make sure that we had had an ongoing communications library or sort of community of resources. Mm -hmm. So we created a space for HUD RIG staff to share information and to gain access to these resources, tools, and techniques. We have memos and reports out there to ensure transparency of, you know, what were the outcomes of those risk assessments? What were the outcomes and next steps on the risk culture survey that we mm -hmm. did? Mm -hmm. um, what are some of the accomplishments? So That's great. That's follow-through right there because if it's not documented, all we know yeah. didn't happen, right? That's right. Mm -hmm. That's another audit thing. <laughs> didn't document it, didn't happen. So. Yep. For, <laughs> for sure. So, so those are some of the things that we did from a people perspective. That's great. But from a technology perspective, you know, we wanted a system to support this, the dynamic risk monitoring, reporting, and data integration. So we partner with our Office of Information Technology to develop a risk management reporting tool in-house. Mm -hmm. And really, it's used to automate the process, those risk register entries and assessments. Um, it provides, again, the transparency that we need. Mm -hmm. It takes this process from the spreadsheet to something a little bit more automated and dynamic. And we are able now to do dashboarding on that information so we can visualize the results and help support decision-making. Real-time risk management right there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we've been busy. <laughs> so is that like a tool that you can share with folks? Is it like SharePoint or is it like totally customized tool sort of thing? Or what, what are you guys doing? Yeah, we. I mean, we looked at the options of a GRC system. Right. Um, but within our the confines of our budget, we yeah. worked in-house using SharePoint. Good. Yeah, um, I mean, it's really good now. I mean, it used to be kind of like, you know, ah, SharePoint. But now it's like so user-friendly. It has a lot of nice features. Mm -hmm. You can do dashboards, all kinds of cool stuff. To me, it's it's simple. Yeah. It's safe. Mm -hmm. It's yeah. easy. Everyone can figure it out and use it. So that's a great tool. Yeah, thank yeah, you. Yeah, good to hear. Thank you. Um, so we're talking, so the people side, the tech side, was it a, another kind of pillar? Or, or is that kind of, in a nutshell, what you all, all you, what you all have done? Yeah, in a nutshell, I would say, you know, we really put a lot of effort around the communications piece, um, you know, having a communication strategy um, that helps to bring people on board, having the technology and the tools and resources to carry out our ERM function, and having a governance structure that's clear, that's transparent, that is organized at every level um, so, that we, so that folks at every level can see themselves in this process. So I had a couple follow-ups on, on, on this, uh, Dr. Edwards. So uh, I think we had talked in our kind of our prep call about the ERM pulse. What is that? Yeah, so it's a finger on the pulse. Um, okay. And that is our, that's that GRC system. Our so that's the system. Yes, oh, okay. That's the, okay. Yep, that's the online. Is it called the pulse? Yeah, ERM pulse. Yep. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Good branding. So you're saying that's one that you say folks, you know, folks have access to it. So, um, so you can kind of get crowdsourced, you know, good yes. information from there. So, I mean, what are some of the things that day-to-day -day somebody would do in that system, you know? Like, how, how are you guys, how do you utilize it, you know? Yeah, so initially, um, as part of our risk refresh process, we would typically do the interviews mm -hmm. with senior staff and with GS-15s and above to really get an insight of risk at the top, from the top down. Okay. But what are we doing to crowdsource, as you say? Yeah. Um, those risks identify boots on the ground. Mm-hmm. And so on a day-to-day, -day, this will allow anyone at any level to identify and report a risk. Okay. I mean, we have controls in place to ensure that, you know, the risk liaison, in which I mentioned earlier as part of the governance, would, you know. Kind of moderate it. Yeah, moderate yeah. it, send it to senior leadership for final review. But ultimately, we now have a library of potential risks that we can uh, go back and, and take a look at and monitor. Cool. Um, 
And then also you talked about the people element. So you're doing the training. You know, you have folks throughout your organization that are kind of liaisons, or perhaps you might want to call them. Um, I understand you also do like awards recognition, things like that? Yes, 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 yes. So um, for those participants on our risk um, assessment project teams, mm -hmm. whoever participates in any way, shape, or form in ERM, we recognize them in many ways. Okay. It could be performance awards, it could be certificates, mm -hmm. um, shout outs, but we do have a recognition program. That's great. Nice. Well, so. That sounds like an awesome program. I wanted to un understand how you relate to other parts of HUD because HUD has a lot of risk management happening around the agency. There's other, there's multiple CROs. There's a CRO for the agency, right? Mm -hmm. um, tell us about that relationship between you and the other CROs around the agency. Certainly, certainly. Good question. Well, for me, it is extremely important that we maintain a level of trust. I think, you know, to maintain a relationship or to have a relationship, trust has to be there. Um, so it is my belief that leaders at the department level and OIG should establish these trusted relationships that strike a balance between maintaining IG independence and producing audit evaluations and investigation results that both create value for the department and fulfill congressional expecta expectations. To that end, um, to your question, mm -hmm. HUD CRO and I have a great relationship, awesome. which <laughs> has been a positive tone set at the top from CROs, former CROs at the OIG and department levels. But most importantly, we have committed to meeting on a quarterly basis to discuss and share risk management insights, challenges, and opportunities. We coordinate where there are questions um, for possible engagement, anything related to moving our organization forward. These converse conversations, I will say, has helped us to change that paradigm mm. from the IG is out to get me yeah. to, yeah. to they have a shared mission and want to help us because we're together. I mean, we have one uh, mission, uh, even though we there's an independence piece and there's a you know agency piece where we have to do the oversight, but together we're trying to save American people. We're trying it to sounds to me like yeah. your real focus is on, number one, communication, mm -hmm. and then number two, relationships. Yes. And that's kind of your foundation for yeah, yeah, I agree. And I, I think a lot of times, you know, we talk about independence a lot. Mm -hmm. But I think just because we have to maintain our independence as an OIG, it does not preclude us as an OIG from having that agency type of relationship um, to allow for us to sustain productive and cooperative relationships while working towards that same objective. So I would say because we are committed to that approach, in addition to sort of these conversations that we have, we have completed some joint projects together. Mm. Uh, for example, most recently we coordinated a joint fraud risk management message with Inspector General Ray Oliver Davis and HUD's Chief Financial Officer, Vinay Singh, mm -hmm. to raise awareness about the damaging effects of fraud risk um, during pr Fraud Prevention Month. So there's a video out there, um, if I can share. It's, yeah. it's on our um, HUD OIG website at www.hudoig.gov, and it's under the media tab um, where we have housed it on our YouTube page. Are you in the video yourself? No, uh. I <laughs> no, no, it would have been nice. No. <laughs> yeah, we'll put that link on the website, too, for people to check it out. Okay, sounds good. Well, I mean, I would say that this – it was – Due to that video, 
um, that led to the IG and HUD CFO being asked to be guest panelists to discuss their collaborative success concerning fraud risk management, not once but twice uh, by the Northern Virginia chapter of AGA. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so it went viral is what you're saying. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I saw them on a panel. Uh, I saw them on a panel as well at an AGA event. So, yeah. Because I I actually interviewed Irv, who was the old CFO, Uh right? And Uh uh, I know he started kind of talking to IG because, you know, been a long, long time, some, a lot of findings, obviously, the agency and they really started a a really good relationship. I guess it's continued. That's that's awesome. Yeah, it certainly has uh, continued. And I I think it really shares a great message uh, about how committed we are to advancing, you know, our efforts, but, you know, primarily in the risk management uh, area across HUD and looking forward to future collaborations and opportunities to help advance, you know, our mission at HUD, but to, pro- to continue to provide safe and affordable housing in communities across the country. So I think that's a joint message that we're continuing to, to share. Yeah, and I like, I mean, you know, uh, that's always been a fun topic of IG and, you know, working with the programs and the agency on their, their risk management yeah, I mean, they should. It's like it's not an advisor because you're not advising. You're kind of like I don't know. Like you're there. You're you're listening. You're you know. They don't, some folks don't even like to say collaboration because they, they get weird about that too. But yep. either way, I know what you guys are doing, and that's it's a lot of the agencies are ha- following a similar approach, which is great to hear. Yeah, so. I, I think yeah, I I agree with that. Um, well, awesome. So I wanted to turn to another thing here, and then Dan's got one more question for you. But um, so. You talked about it in the beginning here, but you said you do co-chair a group uh, over at the SIGI, the Inspector General Council, right? Mm-hmm. Tell us a little bit more about that, if you don't mind. Sure, sure. Yeah, so following the update in, uh, to OMB Circular A123 in 2016, uh, about a year later in 2017, uh, I post with one of my team members, I post the SIGI uh, members across the OIG community. Mm-hmm. To promote, to see if there's interest in promoting ERM within our community, mm-hmm. within the OIG community. We advocated for open membership, uh, GS14 and above, mm-hmm. of participating OIGs, and we invited OMB, um, in which we did have a non voting member to okay. sit on well, the, sure. the working group. It was pretty cool. <laughs> um, based on the support received from SIGI uh, in 2018, we chartered the working group with the mission to contribute to the promotion and implementation of ERM principles within the OIG community. Mm. But soon after that, um, my colleague and I, so Jessica Southwell at DOLOIG, assumed leadership roles as a chair and the co-chair of this working group. And the group was formally adopted by the SIGI Professional Development Committee and now has over 120 members from across the OIG community. Mm. Some of our like most notable accomplishments have been that we published a few guides. Uh, one was Enterprise Risk Management Practitioner's Guide for the OIGs, and the other one was focused really around how, com- how, sig- how OIGs can assess ERM in the component agencies, which um, has been very helpful, you know, especially with this update and really talking about how it's management's responsibility to implement ERM. Mm-hmm. It's a new area for audits and evaluations to have to audit. So with that, this gives IGs a guide, um, which we were very excited about. So I'll mention on that. So I remember uh, Cynthia Vitters Uh over at DOED, education, 
Like, as soon as they stood up that program, IG was like, we're going to audit you. It's like, okay, <laughs> on what criteria? Like, Thanks. nobody's Thanks. even, that's yeah. like one of the first ERM programs in the government, but they were like, we're ready to go. <laughs> so I just thought that was funny because I was like, there's no guy, there's no, and, but now that you guys are working that, that's awesome. Yeah, we worked that, and, and <laughs> we, you know, really thought it was important to get peer, to get, have it peer reviewed. So we sent mm-hmm. it across agencies and OIGs to get some feedback on that. Um, but we also thought it was important to uh, partner um, not only with OMB but with the agencies on federal maturity model. So mm. the federal, I'm not sure if it's published yet, but we had a lot of input into that federal ERM maturity model um, that many agencies and the OMB representative at the time were, were discussing. And we served as contributors and participants on the Pandemic Response Accountability Committee, PRAC. Mm -hmm. They recently had an Agile Leadership Forum in January, Hmm. and we were excited about that because a few years ago we were, you know, trying to see how we can change the approach to how we uh, conduct our audit planning. And so we were trying to figure out how we can infuse risk and data into the process. And, And this dynamic really talked about how to use Agile concepts to getting us getting insights out faster and really course correcting as we go. And if we identify new risks, we can, you know, leverage that in our audit plans. So it's really exciting to see how we've evolved over time. But we also, as part of this group, we share information. We Mm -hmm. discuss our challenges. We figure out how we can best approach certain issues within our organizations as it relates to risk. And we meet quarterly. Uh, to, to discuss these. Another quarterly. Yes, yeah. a lot of quarterlies. <laughs> <laughs> and we publish our newsletters and all of our products online as well. Also, I was going to ask you, is that open to the public? Or? It is. Oh, nice. I'll, we'll put that Siggy website on there too then because I might want to read that. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, Dan, what you got? Yeah, so Dr. Edwards, enough about your day job, yeah. which, <laughs> which sounds jam-packed. But I understand you are a scholarship awardee of GMU's CRO program. Yes. Could you give us some background on how's that program going, what have you learned so far, and give us kind of some insights from your perspective. Yes, it's been fun, uh, most certainly. Um, But yeah, so back in October 2022, I was honored to be selected as one of the award recipients for George uh, Mason University's Chief Risk Officer Program. Although I had been a CRO for a few years now and risk management for close to a decade, I have really enjoyed the interactive educational experience. It has allowed me to expand my leadership capabilities. It's a fast-paced learning environment, Mm. um, I would say. Thus far, I have been extremely impressed by the relevant instruction I have received from distinguished practitioners. And, you know, really studying alongside my peers has really allowed me to, to, you know, really glean from their wealth of knowledge and experience. But being a part of this cohort has really changed my perspective, my, my thinking. It has certainly contributed to cha- you know, changes and innovations that I have wanted to make within the organization. Mm-hmm. So I would say it's paid uh, immediate dividends oh, <laughs> within my organization. Uh, I have learned how to align my organization's ERM strategy, which has been pretty cool. Um, but most notably, I have learned that I'm not alone. Uh, <laughs> that that there's a community yeah. behind me. Got a network now. <laughs> yeah, have a network. Yeah, we we're in this journey together. Yeah. You know, private sector, public sector. Yeah. Um, you know, and that's what I think this program brings. It brings not just the federal government perspective. Everyone um, is a part. Can be a part of this program. Awesome. Well, this has been great. Um, 
I'll give you a chance if you want any any final thoughts or shout outs or anything you want to do before we wrap it up or just even words of encouragement for other folks. No, thank you for the opportunity to uh, be, join the Rich Chats. All right. That's it. Awesome. Well, no, we're very happy to have you, and congrats again. Yes, thanks for sharing, and uh, hope I may have you back one day. Thanks.